0: On episode 19 of the Goblin Trash Masters, we're joined again by our special guest, Ashley, to discuss the fear of failure and maybe even a bit about TiltaWorlds for some reason. I'm Kyle, joined by my partner in crime, Anthony. Say hello.
1: Hello, Mr. TiltaWorld Operator. What is your spaghetti policy? Alright, let's talk some trash. Ashley, thank you for coming and hanging out once again. We are talking about something today. Kyle, why don't you let us know what it is? We're going to talk about failure and the fear-inducing failure that
0: comes with magic. Yeah, that's My true. favorite. <laughs> yes, it's all of our favorites because you know, we just love failure. It's awesome. I'm totally fine. Everything <laughs> is fine. <laughs> yes, but we're just going to talk about the fear of failure, it's going to happen. Like, you're going to fail. You're going to misplay. You're going to feel dumb. It it happens to all of us when we play Magic. And failure, it's not a moral fault. It's something you do and not who you are. I think that's the biggest thing that you need to remove from, oh, I failed. It's me. It's like, no, it's not. You made a mistake. You can move past it. And mm-hmm. we've all failed. We've all harped on it, especially playing games of Magic. We all have those stories where it's just like, oh, no old donkey brain kyle's at it
1: again (laughs) just (laughs) donkey brain yeah like you miss lethal that means that you miss lethal that does not mean that you are bad and an idiot who misses lethal there's a difference right between those two you are not your mistakes and it's hard right Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to just separate those things yeah when you accept a mistake that you've made and say like this was a mistake it lets you talk about them with other players and improve based on those mistakes without having to worry about like saving face or illogically defend them as the right play because your understanding of the mistakes and a good player in quotes allows for a good player to make those mistakes you can be good at the game and make
0: those mistakes most good players make a lot of mistakes you know we learn more from our failures than our triumphs it's as simple as that. We don't always have the right answers. We don't always do things perfectly, but you learn from them and don't just ignore your mistakes. Yeah, Talk absolutely. Them. Talk about them. Yeah, that's how you get better. You lose a lot
1: and pay attention. Yeah. That's how I got better. Shit, I failed a lot and I learned the most from that.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, like I need you to know that whoever like the M N boss is for you as a listener, they're going to fail and feel dumb and look stupid All the time. If they don't, that's just like a total lack of awareness. It's going to happen constantly. When you make these mistakes and you internalize them and say, this is a mistake, this is part of who I am. I'm the guy that knocks down a planeswalker instead of killing my opponent. When you internalize those things, that makes you more likely to repeat the mistake rather than less. So making mistakes is fine. I like to say that failure is a desired state. You want to go ahead and get those failures out of the way. Fail, but pay attention and learn from them, right? Understand Mm -hmm. what it is that you are doing. Because mistakes happen. They are a thing that has to happen to you in order for you to be able to improve.
2: One of my favorite things is when you've gone through your gameplay and then someone goes through with you or you go through and you say, okay, what choices could I have made to make that better? What could I have done mm-hmm. in that instance? If you just feel like, ah, oh, I messed up and then you put the cards away and you walk away from it and you never dissect that, you're never going to look at it and see what could have been better, which is exactly what you were just saying. You're just going to repeat it again.
0: <laughs> it's going to it's gonna snowball and it's just... You, you will turn into that person like that says, oh, I'm the per- I'm the one who always misses lethal. Mm-hmm. The way you stop that is just say, like you said, actually have a discussion. Don't just walk away from the table. And mm-hmm. it's not just like you listening to somebody's like, hey, you made a mistake. This is what you have to do to better to get better. Have that dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's a two way street. You can be like, oh, I did it this way because of this. And they can be like, oh, have you thought about this way and have that discussion? It's not always somebody saying, hey, you made a mistake and then walking away. We've talked about that like on this podcast quite a few times where that's Mm -hmm. not a good way to have a conversation with somebody when they do make mistakes, but have a conversation, talking, like we've said multiple times. Magic's collaborative. It it takes a village. Yeah. I had to deal with that too, being like an artist in college where it's just, oh no, I'm just a terrible artist. It's me. It's just like, no, you're learning. It's okay, Kyle. You're not going to be a famous artist just out of the gate. That sounds Mm -hmm. terrible. I don't want to be a famous artist. I just want to get better, but Mm -hmm. we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, I like that because it's it's for a lot of folks, especially folks that kind of have high expectations for themselves in anything, Mm -hmm. they might develop like an aversion to doing something because they're worried about that failure. They're worried Mm -hmm. that, hey, I don't like being bad at something, so I'm going to not do the thing that I'm bad at. And that's you just like that. You can avoid that hill, but that hill's going to be there whether you start going up it today, tomorrow, next year. Doesn't, that hill's still there. You can just avoid it for the rest of your life, but then you just, like, don't get, to, in this situation, you just don't get to play magic, right?
2: Just at me next time, Anthony.
1: For me personally, I hate being bad at things. I hate it. Same. I hate being bad at stuff, okay? But I love doing stuff that I'm bad at, and that might sound crazy, and that might be the decades of horse <laughs> talking. But hear me out. <laughs> but hold up. <laughs> let him cook. other people are supposed to say that about me okay hold up let them cook oh thank Mm -hmm. you you're welcome i love cooking but the way if you keep doing a thing that you're bad at unless it's skydiving you're just gonna get better when you get good
0: at skydiving you just die (laughs) yeah
1: if you don't ever get better at skydiving you just die (laughs) easy peasy but I think that's a great, great topic,
0: too, because usually like, that like basically describes who you are. I feel like where it's just like, oh, I suck at this. I'm going to keep doing this. But it's also something you have to do, especially if it's things that you enjoy doing. It's it doesn't come easy. If you say, oh, man, I suck at this, but I want to get better. You're going to suck for a while, you, but you got to keep running up that hill no matter how many times you slip or how many barrels Donkey Kong is throwing at you. You got to keep climbing that hill and save Princess Peach or whatever. I don't know. I didn't see the movie.
2: Whatever else Kate Bush said. Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
0: I'm going to be honest, that was, like, the internal, like, song while I was just talking about that. Because I'm just like, (laughs) oh,
2: shit, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's my ADHD brain just going in five different fucking directions. But,
1: yeah, you know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know anything about that at all.
1: I don't especially (laughs) pursue this, exclusively pursue this attitude with things that I like and want to do. I just... Don't like knowing that there's something that I'm bad at. So I'll just keep... you can be bad at some things. It's okay. I'm bad mm-hmm. at plenty of shit. But when I find <laughs> it, I want to just keep running into that fucking wall until I'm not bad at it anymore.
2: The Generally, bricks and the answer... mortar
1: will give away before me. All right, <laughs> I'm forever. I'm forever. Forever, forever young.
0: <laughs> so since we're talking about failure in the realm of Magic the Gathering, does anybody have some? examples of just a royal failure that they've done that just really sticks in their mind casual or like big tournament and everything
1: in between i feel like anthony has a few yeah so first of all i was trying to save some money so we went to like this discount clinic and then not that kind of failure magic magic related
2: anthony the
1: gathering failure (laughs) okay it's coming up on father's day i was just proud whatever i guess
2: you realize <laughs> this a is a public podcast, right?
1: Oh, stop! I <laughs> heard
0: that, you little fucker.
1: <laughs> Magic the even... gathering failures. I
2: don't even know. How oh, to yo,
1: so that many. One. I have spoken out loud to my opponent and said, "I think my only out is a one of the four terminists that are in my deck, being the top card of my deck." And my opponent, in this legacy GP. I'm pretty sure it was. Agreed. And I proceed to untap, draw a card, put it directly into my hand, shuffle my hand, look at it, realize that it was the terminus that I need, And just not be able to miracle trigger this terminus and just immediately lose. Oh, my that's God.
2: A, that's a fun one. He uh, who loves I, I, miracle I, triggers.
0: Yes. Yeah. The miracle man himself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I actually have one very similar to that. It was at a pioneer RCQ and I just stared at my Lotus field opponent play to pour over the pages and find everything they needed to just combo off and just murder me. And then I go to pick up my cards and she the apocalypse is just staring me in the face and I go, I hate my life right now. I missed six shield triggers. I could have won that game. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Somehow I won that match. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was game one, <laughs> yes, in an unwinnable matchup where I played offable. I actually offable, awful. I actually won. <laughs> I'm making up words over here. Offable.
2: <laughs> I don't know a made up.
0: Oh God damn it! I'm like <laughs> somebody that can be killed by the mob.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought too.
0: <laughs> Do you have anyone's Ashley, whether it be Commander or the Pioneer? Events we've been dragging you to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The most recent one I can think of is this technically didn't lose me the game, but it was a a fail in gameplay. So just like missing the cards that are sitting in front of me, not using my mana Mm -hmm. and blood tokens to draw cards to find my outs. That Mm -hmm. was one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was there for that one. I think I got to see that one. We talked about it after the match.
2: Yeah, so looking at it and playing it out like we didn't find that it would have won me the game but it could have won me the game mm-hmm. if i had drawn the correct cards that definitely mm-hmm. could have done it one of those things make sure you pay attention to your cards yeah
0: yeah and it's we these are fun stories or just like little things we're talking about we're we're playing magic and things didn't go our ways because you know we did a little oopsie or just forgot what our cards did and things like that instead of getting down on ourselves it's just it's a learning experience yeah. we talk about it it's fine You remember feelings? We're having feelings.
1: They're great. I I think that it's really good to talk about your gaffes and your failures like this, because when you bury them up and don't discuss them, like even in this situation, I don't think any of our examples we gave were examples in which any of us need help identifying what the correct line was there, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody here is just like, oh, now that I realize this, I really need somebody to talk me through this and be like, yeah, Anthony. You have miracles in your deck, so draw cards like you're supposed to. That's not a thing but saying what happened and saying I made a mistake is great is a great way to own up to your mistakes. And it's a great way to getting even getting teased about it a little bit It's fine uh, too, right? Like I like, got teased tell about it. Like Telling fun miracle stories, trailer. yeah. Like it can be a little self deprecating and it can be fun. You can have fun with it. And it also makes it easier to remember not to do that. Yeah. I usually find that people tend to, at comp REL events, make deck registration errors over and over again until someone sees them make the deck registration error and then teases them about it. And then when you're filling out deck lists, they're just like, oh, make sure you put the cards that are in your deck on the list, Kyle. Then <laughs> you're less likely to make that mistake again. I think those sort of things are great.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's fun things with friends, too. Just think of it as like you're out drinking with friends and you're just telling just dumb stories from your youth oh, this Mm -hmm. one time I got so drunk and I did a backflip off the roof and it was awesome or some shit like that. Who the fuck have you been talking to? I will never reveal my sources, Anthony. (laughs) Think of it as shit like that because, you know, it it makes it light. It's fun. And you're not just in a corner just being sad at all like all these failures that you've had playing magic. You're not just being depressed about it. You're owning up to it. You're You're poking a little fun at yourself and hang out with your friends. And Anthony said, you'll remember it that way. Like, when I missed all those shielded triggers, I ma- made it my mission to be like, not only remember shielded triggers, but it became my mantra of remember what your cards do, remember your triggers, take a breath. I will always tell myself, remember your shielder triggers, remember your shielder triggers, as just a mantra of calm down. Remember what your cards do and go from there. Take a deep breath and move on. And sure. if it wasn't just something I looked at we're like, wow, Kyle, you're an idiot.
1: Absolutely. I find something that this fear of failure, a way that it presents itself oftentimes is people that are like really afraid of failure tend to have a hard time making a play. And because just that, the there, next time, Anthony. A lot of the times. Yeah. Ashley and I co-wrote this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Figure that out already. <laughs> it's easy to be stuck and not just say, Hey, there's this line, there's line a and there's line B. And every moment you think, Think about or worry about how bad or stupid or foolish you'll look if you make the wrong choice. Brain power you are not spending on making the right choice. We say it over and over again it's more important getting it right than having been right. So if you are having a difficult time ma- taking an action for fear of making a mistake, make a note, mental or written, about the decision point, then just take an action. Take one of your lines. You are either right or you are wrong. But now you're able to look back at it after that match without a clock running and help figure out if it was right or if it was wrong. And if you do this honestly, you're way more likely to make the right or at least a better decision when you're faced with the same scenario later. This is not a one-off decision that you either get right or wrong, and that's it forever will help you because you know that you'll be able to come back and try it again. The results may not change, but the growth opportunity, you can double back for that. And you should double back for that. This is some Prince of Persia shit. You got that You got that <laughs> sword that lets you rewind when you die. The
0: sword.
1: <laughs> I'm not much for video games, but man, oh man, did I like that Sands of Time series. Because that was my favorite part.
0: That's I got some, to just
1: rewind. <laughs> I got to just rewind a little bit and reiterate that same move until and get a little bit better and until I got it right. Remember, no one is playing magic for auntie anymore, and nobody's auntie has ever been their own life to my knowledge. No one's going to die if you fuck this up. We are playing Magic: The Gathering. We are not doing brain surgery here. Take a breath. Make a note. If you feel if that inability to make a decision will make can make you feel powerless right yeah but Mm -hmm. if you write it down and say i will revisit this later that can get you some of that agency back
2: i've definitely seen times where like you were just talking about a little bit ago where i'll lose the first game and then the second game i will do the things that i did in the first game wrong better like i will do them right in the second game and then Mm -hmm. i will still lose that match because I did a different thing. I did a different thing that lost me the match, If I whether I know it at that very point or not. And then the third mm-hmm. game, I will do the same thing, even if I lose. But then I found that the more that I do those things and I keep finding them, it leads to a time where I actually get to win a match. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's interesting to see the lines in that progression, which I wouldn't have seen if I had never actually tried. Yeah, It's just hard to work through that inner monologue while you're playing and just Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna make the play (laughs) and so i just started ignoring it and just being like i'm gonna play the card i don't know if it's the right card but i'm gonna play this card because this seems like the right to (laughs) play and sometimes i'm right and sometimes i'm wrong
1: and when you hit those decision points it really helps to take some record if you're playing in a casual event just tell your opponent chill out for a second and then take a picture of the board in your hand (laughs) just be like okay Cool. And then continue. And then you can always be like, hey, this is what I was not sure about. I have a note in here for sauce Bernays syndrome. Say more words. What What is that? This, this is quite- it's like a taste aversion. Okay. Um. Everybody's got like their like Everclear story where they're like the smell of Everclear makes you want to throw up <laughs> because you drank too much Everclear that one time. This might just be a Southern thing.
0: Mine's Sky Vodka. So, yeah, I get that.
2: I don't have one of those.
0: Yours is what vodka? Sky vodka.
1: No, Sky vodka's so wonderful.
0: Well, you change your tune when you vomit in front of one of your friends' moms. Listen
1: <laughs> up. Listen <laughs> up, shallow end. Okay, I Mr. In front Mr. your friend's mother over here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> You've thrown up in front of me.
1: Yeah, I have also cleaned up someone's throw up at a company party. Oh nice. no, <laughs> that one wasn't me. <laughs> She was really close to dying. That company oh. party was too wild. My gosh.
2: Yikes.
0: Did you bring the horse <laughs>? Is that why I got Yeah, on they were really? mixed with and I tried to
1: warn her. Oh no. <laughs> Yikes. Don't do horse mixed with. You can't even get anymore. No. What? We used to be a proper country. Oh. So for safety if you find any you know, I'll dispose of them. For safety reasons. For safety reasons. But Sauce Bernays syndrome is when that experience, that negative experience, is associated with whatever caused it in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. So if you kind of let yourself completely lock up when you're making a magic decision, you can give yourself that conditioned taste aversion where you're just like off of a deck, or off of the game because you put yourself into that super unpleasant scenario. So, especially, and this is weird, but I know some people that have expressed this is that they'll feel physical nausea sometimes, especially in timed rounds. Mm-hmm. That's an experience. And anything that causes nausea immediately locks into your brain as this is bad. It will find anything to blame for the nausea and save it and be like, no, stay away from Everclear.
0: Stay away from competitions. They make yeah, you stay away bad. from competitions
1: <laughs> stay away from discount opium on a tilt-a-whirl
2: oh yikes
1: I mean that
0: should just be a given
2: <laughs> I wouldn't want to take anything before going on a tilt-a-whirl just the tilt-a-whirl yeah, itself Ugh.
1: I, have exp- I have to I do have to say that I've learned a lot of lessons that a lot of people didn't have to learn the hard way
2: I <laughs> have been on a tilt-a-whirl exactly once and I've never been so well acquainted with my inner organs I felt all of them it was awful.
0: And people eat fair food before
2: going Ugh. on
1: those things. I don't Su- understand
2: it. Mm, such a terrible idea.
1: I'll <laughs> eat an elephant ear on the fucking tilt a whirl.
2: Oh my god! You're not human, or
1: clearly something. clearly we I don't can't know.
2: trust your judgment. We've listed a few <laughs> things just in this episode.
1: Yo, know, I really want to eat spaghetti while on a tilt a whirl. I've not <laughs> You'd done lose that. The and spaghetti. I think I'd like to. Yeah, but, I think it would but just Anthony, go all what is
0: what what is a tilt a
1: whirl's spaghetti policy?
0: What is your spaghetti policy? What is your spaghetti policy?
2: <laughs> just you want to pull you out do a
0: spa? Just
2: pull out a Ziploc <laughs> bag of spaghetti out of your coat pocket. Oh, so I you will... have
0: seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
2: <laughs> no, I haven't. Is that a thing? Oh, oh no. Yeah. yeah it's, it's literally Maybe this is some...
1: <laughs> Thinking this through, it would have to be a plastic fork. Yes. Because otherwise I would jam a metal fork into the roof of my mouth. And that's Or bad. just eat it that's with hard. your hands. That... Just shovel that. That's this. disgusting, Ashley. <laughs> oh, that's
0: where you draw that's the line. That's disgusting. And I just I think it'd be really funny to eat
1: spaghetti on a tilt whirl because <laughs> the centrifugal force would send the noodles sprawling out. <laughs> like, even <laughs> if they remained attached to your fork, you could just do a lady in the whoop. tramp, but with gravity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God. Lord.
1: What if me and gravity kissed on the tilt whirl, JK? <laughs> Unless. Unless. <laughs> A love story for the ages,
0: Anthony and Gravity.
1: No, it's not. We've had some pretty rough ones. <laughs> I'm on three continents. I've fallen off a hotel balcony on three continents. Me and Gravity have a of a love hate relationship.
2: <laughs> oh, oh man, God. great.
1: Is it can is it centrifugal force or centrifugal? Again, I can't read. I
0: went to art school. Why are you asking?
2: Centrifugal. C E N T R I. Centrifugal. F-U-G-L.
1: Yeah. It's the cent- centrifugal is the outward force, right?
2: I think so. I could be totally wrong.
1: It's It's a rotating frame of reference that is directed away from an axis which is parallel to the axis of rotation and passing through the coordinate system's origin. That didn't so,
2: help
1: me. Centrifugal force is directed radially outwards from the axis. So on a tilt-a-whirl, you are the axis. And you're whirling, and the centrifugal force is going to pull the spaghetti away from you.
2: So then you could kiss gravity.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could lady in the tramp gravity.
2: Okay, cool.
0: Why do I have the sneaking suspicion that you're going to do this? Because I'm going to do
1: this.
2: (laughs) I might go on a tilt whirl one more time just to video this experience.
1: Okay, but we've talked about centrifugal force, correct? So we understand that the G forces applied to your phone are going to be putting them away,
2: away from where you
1: are. So you got a pop socket or something, right?
2: yeah and then just be on the opposite side right because if you're on the opposite side it would be coming towards you which is where I want the phone to be as long as it's still attached to my hand somehow
1: yeah this is some definite this is some definite (laughs) I won't die in the elevator collapse if I jump at the bottom kind of energy
2: (laughs) wow wow (laughs) rude very rude Moving on now.
1: I don't understand. It's just angular velocity. It's not physics. Either way, it hurts my brain. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, either way, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> that too.
2: No, that was
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> my feelings, damn it. Oh, okay. yeah. Hold also on. Sometimes Why am I on the
1: Wikipedia company? page for centrifugal force? Because we were talking about it.
2: Spaghetti on the tilt And we got Did there from already?
1: spaghetti on a tilt-a-whirl. Yeah. And Kyle I don't remember doesn't how we got to tilt Sauce Bernays Syndrome. Yes. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. So, (laughs) don't throw up half-eaten spaghetti on a tilt-a-whirl just because you're worried about making a bad magic play. Make the bad play.
0: You can't tell me what to do. You're not my supervisor. Yes. But yes, I do agree with you on the magic part.
2: (laughs) I I was thinking about, like, we can talk about, like, the practical things of, yeah, of course, you just have to do that, but there's also, like, a fair amount of your like, mental things you have to work through with fear of failure, right? And there's a lot lot into that. Referring to other things we talked about, like, fear of failure, for me specifically, doesn't just come from bad experiences with the game or being afraid of making the bad play. Like, sometimes it comes from being the girl in the room that feels pressure to play a certain way. And Mm -hmm. so it's multifaceted. I think some of the things that have helped me with that specifically is for one, you all like, and being having people in your life that make you feel in a safe place to be able to voice those things. And then can also talk with you kindly about working through those things is really important to listeners. I would just say either be that person or If you're the person struggling with fear of failure, I hope that you find those people because it's not going to be every play group, but there are people in play groups out there that are very willing to sit through and talk with you through those things and help you work your way out of the Sospernese syndrome.
1: Yeah, I love that because Mm -hmm. it's so important to, if you're in a position where you are on the upper end skill-wise of your play group currently, it's your responsibility to make sure that the people that are striving to get to where you are currently understand that you are on the same team with them. You want them to get better. Make Make sure they know it because you mm-hmm. might know it, but you need to say stuff. You need to do stuff too, to be encouraging. You need to be your friend's biggest fans. And I genuinely believe yeah. this in life, right? Oh, yeah. If my friend is doing a project if like they're working on something i don't know for example i had a friend that did like a pop-up for her like vintage clothing thing and i don't give a shit about any of that (laughs) i gave a shit about it that day you best believe i was the first one there at the door i was loudly talking about how cool everything in there looked and i bought some shit like you you should be a bunch of people's biggest fans you like you're in a spot where you can believe in them more than they believe in themselves that's great that's a great place to be because when they're feeling that self-doubt, when they're fearing that, feeling that fear of failure, you can be the one that they go to, to just, we're not even talking just like game actions, gameplay right now, just to help them get through that, that feeling of, oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to move, I don't want mm-hmm. to do this right now.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's not always just like pertaining to magic, it's not always like game actions or how you're playing it's just like hey i've seen how you felt playing this particular deck i don't think you should do it anymore because you're getting lost in your own head and you Mm -hmm. don't look like you're having fun and you're getting frustrated and you want to you want to be there for your friends whether it's like hey you're having a tough time playing magic or it's just like hey you're having a tough time you want to talk about it you always want to build up your your friends you always want to be there for them and like you said be everyone's number one fans like we're all that we're all each other's number 1 fans because when one of us su- succeeds all of us succeed it's we not me and you mm-hmm. always have you always have to just Be able to talk with everybody and read the room and see how your friends are feeling and go from there. Because not everybody's going to be like, oh, I I can deal with it myself. I'll work on this. Sometimes your friends notice like, hey, what's going on? Talk with me. Things like that.
2: Or do the let's try something else. Try a different deck. Yeah. Try Mm -hmm. a different approach. I've learned quite a few things just like sitting behind Anthony while he's playing arena and he talks through Mm -hmm. what his plays are and why. Like that helps me to see and then it takes the pressure off me, right? Because I'm not making the actions. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. making the actions. So then I can see and learn with him what those things are. Everybody has a different learning style. So work with people's learning exactly. styles. Yep. Write it out if that helps you. Uh draw it out. Take pictures, like Anthony said earlier, of your gameplay. Mm-hmm. Find the things that work for you and be willing to be the person that's patient with them and you know, with yourself too.
0: Definitely. Yes, yeah. especially be patient with yourself because you know, some sometimes you can get lost in your own head and be your own worst enemy. But take your time. You're worthy. You can do this. We all go through through some shit every once in a while. We all go through some rough rough passages, whether it's life or playing Magic the Gathering. You gotta be. Don't be so hard on yourself. Failure will happen, and we'll get past it. Everybody get gets past it. And having a good group of friends who will be there for you goes a long way as well. And if you don't feel like you have those friends in your, your, your friend groups, be that friend. Take that first mm-hmm. step. Have those conversations. Oh,
1: it'll go a long way. When the people in your playgroup feel like they can make a mistake and not be reduced to being that mistake you'll notice that a lot of that anxiety around failure dissipates. And we talked about it before, you're not your mistakes. Make sure that the people around you know that they're not their mistakes. Mm-hmm. If I was my mistakes, I'd be I'd be the guy that detention sphered his own Jace architect of thought. I'd be I'd be the guy that attacked with my only blocker when I'm at nine poison and my opponent has an untapped Murex in play. And they go, okay, end step, make a mite, attack you, you have ten poison. you're dead. I'd be the, the fucking jamook that registers Bant Progenitor Mimic Acidic Slime dot deck, right?
0: <laughs> I, I'd be the guy that missed five chalice triggers against Mono Red Prowess. Oh, you're always the guy that missed five chalice triggers to me. Oh, uh... listen here, fuck you, man. Come on.
2: <laughs> he cannot it was let Anthony. a moment live.
0: No,
1: it's because it was against actually him. Actually, that dog.
2: Oh my god!
1: Ashley murdered a dog. Oh, you! Oh my god! It's the Arkham Horror story.
2: I had to know that was going to come up at some point. For
1: context, Ashley's more than that dog she killed.
2: Okay, listen.
1: That was a thing that she did, but that's she's not just a dog murderer.
2: For context, for listers, there.
1: Thanks so much for coming by, Ashley.
2: (laughs) For the game Arkham Horror, (laughs) there's a character that is a dog. And it happened to die under my control. And yeah, I am. Dog for, murderer. Yeah. <laughs> I am henceforth and forevermore the dog murderer. Just my chagrin. <laughs> but like. Ashley you have, should
0: know in that situation you're playing a game with Anthony. You just die. You just lose. Just die. It's not yeah, worth it. Just nope. die right there. Yep. Nope.
2: <laughs> yep. I should have just fallen on the sword. I really should have. <laughs> but. It's no, good to no know. No animals were that. harmed in the making of this podcast.
1: Yeah, that's because we won't let you play Ash Can Pete.
2: Oh, my God.
1: I'm never going to let it go.
2: No, never. It's going to be written on my fucking tombstone.
1: Ashley, she killed that fucking dog. (laughs) Oh, my God. But being in a space where you can joke about your mistakes and they're not so internalized, that's all you are. If you know that you exist in one of those spaces, you're more willing to share them. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where you can focus again. Just keep saying it. Getting it right over having been right. When your focus is, I want to have been right, that's where we're going into, we're going into what, that's, that we're going into like plu perfect. We're going into like the past action with a definite time. I have, I have been right. I was correct at this specific point in time. You're going back and you're not getting closer to finding the right line if all you're doing is defending the line you took because it was the line you took and you're not getting better at finding the right line if your focus is on saving face and pretending that it didn't happen
0: you're doing more harm than good Mm -hmm. when you take that stance and because it'll spiral into other things Mm -hmm. you want to be just own up to it and Just learn from it.
1: You want to be the person that can own up to your own mistakes and you want to be the person that other people can own up to their mistakes with you, right? That is what you want to be there so that no one wants to make a misplay and then that misplay be the one that they say, you know what? I don't think I really want to work with you anymore. Yeah. And that might sound silly and like it never happens because it doesn't. But parts of your brain are worried that it might parts yeah. of your brain are going to be like might be like oh my god i just punted this way i can't believe it no one's going to want to put in any effort in talking with me my my opinion's not going to be valuable and if i don't have a valuable opinion i'm not going to be able to get anything out of these group discussions that's a that's an attitude that you don't want to have Kyle i think you've got like a pretty brutal guessing game for us
0: since we talked about failure That's going to be the theme of the guessing game, but Anthony, you're the wordsmith. I'm going to have you explain the topic, and then I'll lead us off
1: with this one. So we've been talking about the fear of failure, so our guessing game is we're going to guess each other's single greatest shame. We're going to guess the card that is associated with the time in magic that we failed The most spectacularly, the most shamefully that we can remember. Because we've all had tons of them. But there's one for everyone that sticks out as, oh my god, this card is my shame. This card stands as a testament to my failures. And as such, I've got the perfect card for me.
0: Hey, you've got the perfect one. We're going to start with you then.
1: (laughs) I have got a signed print of this card signed by RK Post himself, framed and hanging in my kitchen as a constant reminder.
0: Oh my God.
1: Of my failures, because this was a card that I lost to so much that I stopped playing magic. Is it- Ooh.
2: Icarid? Yeah, I was going to say it's Icarid. Icarid. Yeah,
0: it's
1: Icarid. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Icarid. Man, Icarid. I hated it. I hated it so much. As did most of everyone who played against it. It or was, <laughs> it is just so brutal. It just kept coming back and kept hitting me, and I gave up. And that's the thing I'm the most ashamed about in this game, is the time that I felt like I had been beaten so much, that I had been beaten so down so well, so thoroughly, that I wanted to give up. And I did, for like seven years. Was there a
0: specific moment with the card, or was it just, just the waves crashing against the beach, like just over time it just kept coming and coming you're just like you know what
1: the 500th time i'm out <laughs> i can tell you about a time that my opponent at the beginning of their upkeep was able to because of the order of their graveyard was able to successfully put three icarids into play that's when i looked and i just took the cards that were in my hand scooped them up shuffled them into my deck put the deck back into the deck box closed the deck box Stood up, reported my lot, my match loss to the game store, and walked out the front door. Oh my god. And did Just... not touch, without saying a word, <laughs> and did not touch another magic card for seven years. Oh my god. I, honestly,
0: I think with that story, you have both of us beat. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of card or story we say but (laughs) yeah yeah, I probably
1: shouldn't have gone first yeah (laughs) I'm Ashley I missed the trigger once
0: (laughs) I'm Anthony I played against the card and quit all right so mine yeah it's uh, this guessing game is gonna be pretty quick because you're most likely gonna know it it's a card that I've played in a deck a lot a deck I've played a lot and it's a deck that whenever I play against it Anthony comes up to me and says man it's so tough watching someone else Live your dreams. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you know which deck it's from.
1: Yeah. Is that card ever-flowing? No, no, no. Chalice of the Void.
0: It is. And it's one of my favorite cards. But also, it is one of the cards that has been in play and I have had my most royal of blunders. And, oh, man. I've gotten better. I've learned from these mistakes, but there, these Some of the mistakes I've had with chalices, whether it's I'm casting my cards into my own chalice or I'm just, like, forgetting what the card does, where I've just picked up my cards and be like, I'm going to need about a half hour. I'm just going to skip the next round. I fucked up so bad, I'm going to take a break. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, playing against Anthony on Red Prowess and I had a chalice on one and completely forgot it was there. So it's it, it's not quite as epic as anthony's where he just quit magic entirely but i stopped playing chalice for a long time and (laughs) yeah it was rough it was just one of those things where i just look at it i look at my opponent and i just leave
1: all right ashley do you have a card for us
2: yes it is a two mana two three and it has already been mentioned on this episode sort of
0: sort of kind of two mana two three
1: Already or mentioned. Should
2: I, or should I say two resources?
1: Oh, <laughs> is it Duke? Yeah. <laughs> Duke is not a Magic: The Gathering card, but it it's sure not... is a dog that Ashley murdered. Oh, that was a good one. I thought it was good. Oh, that's really, really good.
2: It is. It is the shame that will never die. I believe... want to know this. Uh...
1: I believe we were in a bar at one point and everybody just started chanting, Ashley killed that dog, Ashley killed that dog.
2: And who started that, Anthony?
1: I don't know, someone else? Uh-huh, <laughs> someone everyone else. in that bar,
2: we were in the corner of the bar in this little benched area and everyone in the bar turned around and t- because there were like seven people chanting this. And I was like, oh my god, nobody knows the context.
1: And there's no way you could possibly explain it. That's what made it so funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, see, there's this card game. And in this card game, I was a homeless guy that had a dog. That makes it
2: weirder right away. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the worst.
0: Yeah, well, you should never give Anthony fuel for the fire. <laughs> no.
2: Because yeah, it'll make the
0: right fire bigger it and it'll he'll huff the gasoline. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we can't really argue with him about that.
1: If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe. It helps us out a ton and makes it easier for other players like you to hear what we have to say.
0: You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, peanut.fm, and iHeartRadio. One of those was not real, but we'll never tell. It was Peanut, wasn't it? Oh, shut the fuck up.